Hey, it's Danny Pellegrino from Everything Iconic. Ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget? Check out Quince. They've got all the good stuff, shirts and polos, activewear and fine leather goods, all at 50% to 80% less than other high-end brands. And the best part? They're all about safe, ethical and responsible manufacturing. Get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag. Hit up quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. That's quince.com slash upgrade. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here, and it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at hellofresh.com. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do. It. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. Hi, I'm Ethan Suplee. Welcome to American Glut. Outside of acting, my two favorite things to do are diet and eat. I have a very complicated relationship with food, and on this podcast, we're going to talk about all of it. Food as entertainment. Food as sport. Food as fuel. I'll talk to experts and the average person, just like you and me. I hate to ask you to do anything, but if you're enjoying the show, please take a moment to like, subscribe, rate, review, all of the above on whatever app you're getting it from. My guest today is Corey Kaye. He is an actor, model, a celebrity trainer, and a motivational speaker. You can find him on Instagram at Mr. Kaye. Corey Kaye, welcome to the American Glutton Podcast. Glad to be on. Glad to be on. Glad to have him. Thanks so much for doing this, dude. You've, uh, you, well, first of all, your physique is insane. So just, just looking at you, I know you know what you're doing, but then you have produced results in movies of people where they weren't, they weren't bad looking or like, I wouldn't call any of those guys out of shape, but you have made them look insane. Mm -hmm. What, uh, I, I always think as an actor myself, um, I think I was just unbelievably lazy before I started doing anything in the gym. And I, and I think now I could do something like that, but have you run into any actors that are just totally lazy and hard to work with, or are they all very fired up and ready to go? I don't, I think, okay, let's, let's keep it honest. Um, they don't come to me knowing what they're going to get. So it was one thing of having your mind saying, you know what? I'm going to kill it. I'm going to do this. I'm finally working with Corey and stuff like this. And then you get in there to do the work and it blocks off. It's like, oh shit, this is it's real. Like, it's a lot. Yeah. So that's why my whole process is honestly is training this here first. Right. Because if, if I don't train this here first, everything else is going to fail. What What um, are some of the things mentally that you do to help them prepare for what they're going to undertake? I try to break them the first day they come. Really? Mm-hmm. But the, but the thing is, it's like 
<laughs> well, when I was growing up, we used to get our butt whipped and we would get talked to while we got whoopings. So you know you bet not do this ever again. <laughs> so when you're when I'm bringing to somebody through that rigorous amount of pain, it's talking to them and talking to their mental, making them understand what is what's what's this for, what's the purpose, why we have to do it. Because these actors that I put on television are going to be seen by millions of people. And the way that you go on the screen, that's going to be the impression that they leave with, what they saw. Either they're going to say they're going to see the greatest thing that they ever saw, or they're going to say that it's the worst thing they ever saw. How do you want to be remembered when they go see you on a big screen that they have to pay to go see you? And so it's more than just, I say, this is just the moment to get us there, but the big moment is when you show up. And yeah. it's, it's these, it's the conversations we have that I'm able to ignite and be able to, you know, draw in a piece of them that may have been scared, may not have been ready for it to be able to get the best version of themselves while we're training. Yeah, because I think that, like, you know, when I think about, there's two versions of me. There's me before I ever started going to the gym and I understood what a what a long, hard process it was. And then there's me before where I just thought, okay, any relatively in shape guy could look like that given enough time. And that's really just not true. Like the, the first of all, you can't just show up at the gym every day and get results like that. You have to have a plan. You have to be, and then you have to be hyper motivated and so when I see stuff like Michael B. Jordan in, in Creed 3, I, I look at his physique and I'm like shocked because honestly, a lot of bodybuilders don't have the athleticism that he shows in that movie. So it's a, like a bizarre mixture of the two things. Does that make sense? Yeah. I mean, that's how I train my guys because I everything comes from me. I don't train nobody how I haven't trained before. And I've done so much training. The years of, of just trying to figure out how to lose weight, how to get ripped, I was doing so many things while I was actually building a condition and building a base to be able to, to, to be able to do the things I need to do. And I finally found out what to do. And a lot of my guys, you just don't see them where they just walk around bodybuilding, just like, you know, a stiff cardboard, just a stiff statue. They can move their edge out and flexible. So that's what I try to um I try to get all my guys to do it. Anyone I've ever trained, you can't just be one way. We have to be versatile because I'm versatile myself. So you see me 220 pounds ripped and lean, but I can also jump. I can dunk. I can sprint. I can do everything else. Got to be versatile. Yeah. That's one of the most surprising things. When I look at your stuff that you put out there, it you're not just doing hypertrophy training. You're not just going like, how do I make my muscles as big as possible? They're all very useful, which is, mm -hmm. um, you know, like I see some of it and I'm a, a bit older than you and I'm just scared. Like, I, I don't want to hurt myself. You know, like that's my big fear. Like, I don't want to get hurt. I don't mind pain, but I don't want hurt. You know what I mean? And like some of the stuff you're doing, I'm just like astonished that you can be the size that you are and able to do some of that stuff. It's really wild because normally a guy your size would be, like you said, boxy and slow. Mm hmm. Yeah, that's 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 one of the I feel like that's the added bonus to me. I feel like that's my um that's the that's the advantage I have on a lot of guys that yes, I'm might be 39 years old. I'm 220 pounds, mostly muscle, but I still can I'm flexible, I can move, I can but I, I can do a lot. And it's just that I feel like it's just that athletic kid that's inside of me that just never left. Um and I just he just keeps getting better and better. Yeah, and you can deliver that to other people. Which is amazing because, yeah. you know, I, I don't think that that's common. I think you do see a lot of actors who who 
look a certain way on camera, but they do look stiff. Like I see that a lot and, and that's fine too. Like a lot of these guys that are big and beautiful, it's fine that they look stiff. You know what I mean? But you know that a lot of those shots are with their stunt doubles and that's okay too. Like stunt doubles have to have a job. You know, my biggest pet peeve, if anybody can tell you when I'm watching the movie, is seeing the actor run. I hate it. It's the worst. It's the worst seeing the actor run. I'd be like, oh, hell no. That is horrible. <laughs> I hate seeing them run. So it's like, it it's almost, it's, it takes away from this beautiful physique they might have. And as soon as they start running, it's like this ugly run. I'm like, oh my God, what is going on? Where you know that that run is not going to make it a mile. That it's run is for 12 seconds that the camera is showing it, right? No, That's I know it. exactly what you're saying. That's it. <laughs> it's, a, it's a weird thing where a lot of what we do in movies is just for a split second. Like if I mm -hmm. can just, if I can just convince you that I'm going to continue doing this thing when the camera cuts away, we're good. But if you right. know what you're looking for, like, honestly, I could never convince anybody on screen that I'm a good runner. I, I couldn't do it because I'm a terrible runner. But but to your point, like I've watched your clients in films and gone like that guy's probably still running, even though the camera's not on him. Like he looks like he started a run that he was going to run for two hours. Exactly. Exactly. And that's my that's my uh, that's what I like doing. I want to make sure that whatever we're doing, I need to emulate that. I need to make you need to be a boxer. So this is what we become a boxer. You will become a fighter. You're not going to become a actor that's being a fighter. You're about to become a fighter that's going to be active. Right. Was that, was that, uh, ha has it been a rude awakening for people? Like you say, you want to break them day one. Have you had guys quit on you? You don't have to name names. I'm not looking for that, but no. Nobody quits. Nobody quits. Nah, nah. nobody quit. Everybody, everybody see it through. Um, yeah. Cause it's almost like you don't want to defeat yourself. First of all, if you come to me, you you already have your mindset on you you invested in to do this. But overall, you don't want to let yourself down. You don't want to you don't want to you don't want to fail. Because when you fail, you have to look at yourself in the mirror saying, I had the opportunity of a lifetime that I just I messed up myself. Nobody yeah. wants to do that. So Okay. In the in-between, do you give these guys instructions on how to maintain as close to possible as they can without like having to do your program every day for the rest of their lives? You know, I imagine that the version leading up to a movie is different than the rest of life, right? That's like a very intensive type of a thing. What's your plan for outside of that? If a guy's not preparing for the movie, if it's just like day-to-day -day life, he's got nothing on the books for a year what do you recommend the time that we do train i tell them to pay attention don't be robotic and do just everything i say learn this is a learning process as well so when you finish you can take this and you're going to be able to keep the body not the not the entire body but you're able to stay in enough shape to where when you get called again it'll take you just a month instead of six months to get back in shape so you learn the process you learn how to work out you learn the fundamental the fundamentals the basics of how you need to train how you need to eat so that's it's it's a it's like taking a course yeah. Is your is your program highly focused on food too? Are you doing all their nutrition? Yeah, I do everything. Mm -hmm. Wow. Just a one-stop shop. Yeah. What is um, your what is your primary focus with nutrition? Um, so the way I approach nutrition, if we're doing it for lifestyle, I just want you to eat healthy just to make sure you're eating healthy to get the right amount the right amount of nutrients that you need to be able to sustain life, to live your day-to-day. 
Now, when we're trying to create something, I start from a base program of carbohydrates, fats, and proteins. And as we go, I see what your body needs and what it doesn't need. So if I'm adding carbohydrates, taking them back, I'm doing the things that I need, just like an artist would do when he's trying to paint a sculpture or trying to paint a canvas. You see what you need, what you don't need, take this away, put that away. You do different things like that. So it's very meticulous. Um, I couldn't say, okay, you eat this, 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 because everybody's different. So as your body changes, I have to change with your body. Yeah, I like that individual approach. I do. I I completely agree. For I I have found that um, nobody has the exact same needs as anybody else, and so if we treat everything that way, it becomes, you know, you see some people progress faster than others, and then you wonder why, and it's because everybody's doing the same program. It is. I I used to say everybody should. You know, everybody wanted to look like Michael B. Jordan. Then I was, I'd be like, get the Michael B. Jordan physique, and I changed that. I say. You can't get the Michael B. Jordan physique. You can get the Michael B. Jordan birth ethic. Right. Because everybody, you can, I can match your birth ethic. Or I can work harder because everybody's different. Like things I've created now, like I just launched my app recently and it's not your normal app. It's individualized program for each and every person. You can go there and you can actually put in your information and get, get a diet and nutrition plan for you. Right. Because you take a person that's 135 pounds that's trying to gain weight. And then you got a person that's 225 pounds trying to lose weight, you are not going to eat and do the same thing. Right. And if, yeah, and it I, does, it's just not going to happen. Yeah. And I imagine that people's bodies are going to react differently to exercise too. And, and some people might need to focus on different parts of their bodies and some, you know, yeah, no, I, I completely agree. Um, was it hard coming up with a, with a, like a template that everybody could plug information into and, and get results? Um, I have a team for that. Um, we did find that we, I made mistakes before. So I did the one-stop shop where everybody do the same thing. And I said, you know what? I wanted to get more detailed and I wanted to get more individualized with people. Um, Cause that's the only way it's going to happen because you got six people doing the same program. Somebody not going to get the same results. So when we created my, um, my app, I wanted to make sure that we have something where people can plug in everything. You can do a questionnaire and everything about yourself that you need to know. And what it does is my app will create the perfect program for you. And as you change and as you as you lose weight, gain weight, whatever your, your goals are, it changes and it adjusts to what we have to get to the, our main goal. And that's what that's that's the greatest thing about the, the 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 app that I created, because I do want to change everybody. Like 2023 is the year I say, you know, what? I'm going I'm to transform as many people as possible. And I'm talking about in the tens of thousands if everyone wants to, and it's possible. And so I had to create something that's going to be able to individualize each and every person. And if you follow it with a plan, like we were starting off, like we were saying in the beginning, if you have a plan, you have a destination. If you do not have a plan, you don't have a destination. Yeah. Yeah. Do you find more people want to lose weight than gain weight? That's, I mean, I'm, I'm stuck in this echo chamber of my own reality with weight loss. So that's the thing I'm hype, more hyper aware of, but I, I don't I don't doubt that there are people out there that also want to gain weight. So people, so the thing is, people need people if they change the not the 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 verbiage of gain weight and say I want to gain muscle, right? It'll change the whole idea of gaining weight because when people hear gaining weight, even people that want to gain weight, they start to do things to make them fat. Right? So I want to gain weight. I'm just gonna eat pizza. And yeah, donuts. I'm just gonna eat. Just gonna eat. Now, if you gain muscle. You're not going to think like that. Gaining muscle means I have to get a sufficient amount of protein. I have to get a good amount of carbohydrates. I have to lift heavy weights. I have to do the things I need to do. Like you said, I want to gain weight. You're going to get Burger King, McDonald's. You're going to get eat out. You're just going to keep eating food, eating food, saying, because I'm a hard weight gainer. No, you're not. 
That's because you, you're just going to gain fat. Yeah. You want to gain, you want to put on muscle that's going to allow you to have more weight and you're going to be more toned because muscle weighs more than fat. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And in and in fairness, it's a, it's a lot more complicated to build muscle than it is to con, con, increase fat. Like it just is. Fat comes on easy. Yeah. It's easy. It's you, the can, easiest thing you, you can sit still. You don't have to. All you have to do is eat. To gain muscle, you have to eat and eat intentionally and exercise in very specific ways. Like that, it's, exactly. it's a lot more. I think now I, I, I'm going to start telling people that fat is the easiest thing that you can do. Right. That's the easy. That's the easiest thing you can do. But it's the hardest thing that you could take away. Yeah. Because yeah. you made a decision. You made a decision to do something really easy, but it's hard to get it off. It's hard to get it off. And then I think there are like many reward systems built into just the way we live in the society we live in that that complicate taking it off. You know, we create habits that then are hard to get rid of that are going to contribute to us being fat or over fat. You know, so what happens is then people start to praise it and say, I'm happy with myself like this. Are you really happy? Are you happy to the public? But when you're inside and you're looking at yourself in the bathroom, you double look at yourself and you just like, are you really happy? So what happens then is it gets into your mindset and gets into your mindset and gets to your emotion and gets into your mental. And just when you're and then you start to walk around and this may not be to everyone, but there are certain people that you start to walk around as though I'm big and I'm comfortable and I'm happy. I'm living my best life. Are you really, though? But you're living a facade because at home by yourself, you're upset you want to change. But you tell everybody on the outside it's looking so good. It's almost like it's like having a lemon, a, a, a car you buy from a, a used car lot. And it's really nice on the outside and the inside. You pissed off, but it looked good on the outside, you know. <laughs> but, you know, it's in the shop every other week. Something's exactly. going to break. You're going to need a total overhaul. It's a drag. No, no, I'm completely with you. You know, like I wished I had had more confidence when I was very overweight. I wished I had. However, I could never sit back and deny that the amount that I sweat wasn't uncomfortable or the amount that my feet hurt or my lower back hurt or how walking up a flight of stairs was exhausting you know, the anxiety about going to an airport and getting a faraway gate and having to walk there and being really, really exhausted. Like there, there was a level of discomfort that couldn't outbalance any feeling of happiness I had with my appearance, which I also never had. I was never happy with my appearance either, but that was at a time before there was this big like social movement about being happy with your appearance. You know, I think anything that gets a person more confident to pursue a goal is super good. But I don't know. I don't know. It's a very complicated issue, I guess. It's, it's, it's you know, it's not, it's not, I don't want to say it's complicated. I'm going to say they have too many people have opinions. Yeah. So when so many people have opinions, people start to talk and people start to, it's like a gang of people say, oh, you, you, you know, you just, you, it's, it's, it's you're arrogant and this and that. So when I, I put a post this morning up and talk about a very fit man, being a very fit man that, that shows a, a certain type of discipline, consistency, it shows that, you know, you, you know, validation comes last and the work comes first. And I thought about it and I said, you know, my most happy times in my life is when I'm in shape. And I've and I've been chubby and fat before. Not fat, but chubby, like uncomfortable. I didn't like the way I looked. I used to cut the shot. I used to cut the lights off when I got out the shower. I didn't look at myself in the mirror. I did not like how I bought clothes. I did not like none of that. 
And so what happens is that trickling to my life. When I started to change my body, that was the biggest high that I got in my life. But see, the people, they're too lazy to go do that. So they never experience it. So they make excuses. Just like they say, oh, it's raining outside. I can't go get an umbrella and still go. We, we find the easiest, easiest way to make an excuse instead of doing the work. So when you have so many people in this world that you can lose the weight. You're not doing the work to try to do it. You're going to make an excuse saying, I have to do this. I have to do that. When are you going to prioritize yourself and put yourself first to so just experience this level of confidence, this level of like of great attitude, this level of good feeling, just feel it, you know? And it's, and it's something that you can reward yourself with. I, this year is probably, I bought a bill for like eight years and you would like, you're training for like six to eight months for one day. And I will lose it right after that. You could never keep conditioning like that. Right now, being 38, I'll be 39 years old is the best I've looked in my life consistently. I'm 220. Yeah, I want to ask you about that because when I scroll through your Instagram feed, you do not look like a bodybuilder who's just looking good for prep. You look like a guy who is maintaining a level of condition for quite a period of time. So I'm interested in that. Like, how do you do what's what's the mindset and, and, and basically I think more, my question is, are you miserable? Cause you don't seem like a miserable starving guy. I know I, I did, I've done a number of times, like, uh, I'm going to take a photo with my shirt off. I gotta, you know, I'm going to do a standard prep for that so that I'm as, so I got veins in my abdomen and it's sorry, dude, it's fucking miserable. It's miserable. So the idea, like, look, I went from 550 pounds to right now today, I'm 270 pounds and 270 pounds is kind of my cruising weight. 255 is my shirt off weight, but that 15 pounds for me, I know I can attack that in six weeks. That's fine. But whenever I get a little bit leaner and try to maintain it, it's really tough. So what's your secret? What, what are you doing? So I've had a lot of different body shapes over the years. Um, bodybuilding, I would be, I've got up to 285 pounds with, with like you see outline of a six pack. Then it came down to 240 to be on stage. I always wanted to, in my mind, I was like, the only way that I'm, the only, the pinnacle of looking good was through prepping for a bodybuilding show, which that's all I knew. So when I stopped doing that, I started to get into more of a hybrid athlete. I started to cycle, get ready for triathlons. I started to do all kinds of uh, functional training, um, conditioning training like that. But I still didn't look good. I was just lost weight. I still wasn't tight. I was like, damn. Came to Hollywood, started getting on television. They tell you, you can't be so big, you got to be smaller. So I started trying to lose all the weight. All right, cool. Over last year, 2022, I said, let me try to combine it together. A lot can happen in three years. Like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage that lasts nearly three years in some states. Learn more at UH1.com. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello? Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. 
Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do it. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. Still didn't work. I went back to traditional weight training, changed my nutrition, got really, really dialed in on my nutrition. And I found my sweet spot. I found the spot where I could live a happy life and look good while doing it. So that meant what what that meant was I couldn't go straight bodybuilding to diet because it's hard to come from that because you mentally drain yourself. To where you have, where you can't, you don't even have the energy to do it. Why do you think guys gain so much weight afterwards? And so now being at the place where I'm at now, I have the muscles, I have the, I'm ripped up and I'm able to live a happy life because the process of doing it, I didn't go crazy. Yeah. I took it one day at a time. It took a little longer to do it. It didn't just take, you know, just like a regular getting ready for a bodybuilding show, but the process was much different. Um, and I think it's the process that's going to be able to determine how long you keep the results. If the process is too, 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 too hard, nine times out of ten, you're not gonna keep that. But if the process is my, at a mild pace and tempo, and it takes a little bit longer, you can withstand and hold it. And I'm looking at myself right now. I'm actually getting better every single week. Like I get better and better. Like I do want to see how I can't say perfect, but the the I want to see what perfection looks like. Yeah, you know, I want to see how ripped I could get, how and how long I can sustain it. That's my goal. See how long I can keep it. And every day, I do have a bit of body dysmorphia. Not gonna lie, I'm cool with that. I don't want. I don't want to get rid of it. I don't want to get rid of it. I want. I want that little toxic stuff that I have from body dysmorphia to stay because it it keeps me in my p's and q's. It keeps me in check. No, I I'm with you. I, I, the minute I feel like if the the minute that I look in the mirror and I go, I look fantastic, and there's nothing I want to change, I'll wake up a couple months later having gained thirty pounds. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean. Um, but I also know the feeling of trying to pose for a camera and seeing my vision deteriorate and get, go black because my blood pressure is so low because I haven't had salt in a week and I've been dehydrating myself basically. And so I'm, I mean, it's, it's hopeful for me that there is a version of like leaner, more athletic. It doesn't sound like you're injuring yourself, you know? And, and it's, and it's more sustainable. That's really exciting. I get more rest now. Uh, I eat more food. I, I, um, I don't, I still train hard, but I don't, I don't do everything in one day before I would cycle in the morning. I would box, I would do conditioning. I would lift weights every, every moment I had, if I had an hour, I got to do something. I stopped doing that because all I was doing was hurting my body. My body needs to recover so it can actually change. And I think, when they say, now I understand less is more because I wasn't always like this. I was the dog that's going to work all day long. I'm going to go, I'm going to go cycle 40 miles in the morning. I'm going to come run four miles after that. I'm going to eat two, maybe one or two meals. I'm going to go box. I was doing too much. Yeah. But, but, but I, I appreciate doing that because all it did was make my mind strong. Cause see, I utilize fitness for everything. If I feel, if you can change your body, you can change your life. Not just how you look, you can change your entire life because you get 
the body is the easiest thing that you can change because you do it, but it's the power of choice that we have to choose to do it. And that's the hardest thing to do because nobody's telling us, nobody's pushing us, nobody's making us. Can you do this without it getting any reward besides rewarding yourself to wake up looking the best way you can every day? Can you do that? Most of us have to do it for a reason. How about you be the reason? I became the reason. Yeah, I became the reason. I respect that a lot because I also think that you went through a journey and there were evolutions. And, you know, the guy that... um had a gut, woke up one morning and started swinging kettlebells. And 15 years later, he says, I never had a problem. My, I solved everything by swinging kettlebells. It, I never refined it. I never improved it. I just got up and swung kettlebells. If you swing it a thousand times a day forever, you'll be fine. You can eat whatever you want. You know what I mean? Like the program that never evolves to me, I just go, well, like you weren't looking for anything more. How, you know, if you're not trying to improve on this stuff, I think we get stagnant, you know, and, and stuff atrophies that way. Complacency. Yeah. A guy, a guy commented on my picture when they had one of my progress pictures. He said, you were ripped when on a before picture. And I said, what are you looking at? I don't have a cut on my body. And I say, if that is your standard, brother, your, 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 your standards are very low. And I'm going to tell you like it is. I'm not going to make excuse. I'm not going to say I, I don't do the soft shit. I'm going to tell you what it is. I said, your standards are very low. I was nowhere near cut. I didn't have an ab in sight. I didn't have, I didn't see nothing. But the, but, but your, your ordinary eye has become your vision. How about you start uh, reaching for, for the sky? How about you start seeing bigger than yourself? That's what I had to see. I had to see what I wanted to be, not who I was. Yeah. And I think for, for anyone who is uh, much further the other way on the path than you were. I think that's an important thing too. You, you know what I mean? Like set a, set a really distant goal and keep going after it. You, you know, it doesn't. And, and also like understand you're making progress because I think that there can be people that um, fall off the path because the path suddenly seems too long. You know, the runway mm. seems too long. You, you, they start the race and afraid to finish. But if you if you turn around, you got a long way to go back to. So why not just keep going forward? Yeah. Yeah. There was a great um, talk and I'm forgetting the guy's name. And he held up a, a white belt and a black belt, jujitsu belts. And he said, I was asking my sensei or my instructor. My instructor asked me which was the harder belt to get, the white belt or the black belt. And he said, obviously, the black belt's harder to get. And he said, no, 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 the white belt's much harder belt because most people don't even go and start. He said, all the black belt is, is a white belt who kept training every day. That's it. But most people don't put the white belt on. So that's actually the harder one to get. And I think that that resonates with me so much in the realm of fitness and health and weight loss and building muscle and whatever your physical goal is, you know, because it is really just start on the path, continue on the path and you'll get there. Don't get off the path. That's, that's, that's like, um, when you climb in a mountain and you get to one of the steepest points and you ask, is it, was it harder at the bottom or was it hard at the top? And I was hard at the bottom because I had to come here and I had to make the decision to actually start going. By the time I got to the point where it got steep, my body warmed up and I'm mentally ready to finish this thing. That's the easy part for me. Yeah. So it's not, it, it ain't the, it ain't the steepest part. It's the beginning. You know, that's what it's about. That's the hardest part for everybody. It's starting. No matter what it is, it's starting because you have so many doubts in your mind. You're already fighting yourself before you even get to it. 
Another thing I'll say, before you go into the gym, you need to have your mind, your heart and your and your spirit in check, your soul in check to be able to make that to make that change to go. You need to have those things in check before you yeah. walk into the place that's going to make you better. I've spent a lot of days in the gym where I walk in with my mind not in the right place. And it is a it is just brutal. Getting through the workout is brutal and I'm taking way too long of breaks and I'm not motivated. And all it really takes for me is the decision before I walk in to get my work done, you know, mm -hmm. just to know that I'm here to do this. I'm going to do mm -hmm. it. I'm going to get in and out. And, and I think you're right. I think that mental piece is, but it's very hard for people to get that. You know what I mean? It's, um, you know, I wish I, the, the, the funny thing is, is that when it happened for me, when I was able to throw that switch, it really did become as easy as throwing a light switch. Right. Mm -hmm. But like, I couldn't throw that switch until I knew how to throw it. And then once I did, it was super easy. Mm hmm. Mm hmm. Absolutely. Absolutely. I've had my days in the gym where in the beginning stage, where I didn't know what to do. And I just started doing anything and everything. And I found myself in that too long, first of all. But you like, I can go back to when we said we have a plan and we know what we want to do. It makes it makes it, it it's, it's giving us the direction we need for us. You know, starting off, getting into the gym, doing things that we have to do for ourselves is so um, it's pretty hard because we have to do it. Like I said, making a decision to do something on your own. When no one, when no one else is around, can you, can you do this in the dark? Can you do this when there's, when, when, when nobody's looking, when the camera's off, when the light's off, can you just do this by yourself? Can you just go put the work in for yourself? Sometimes we have to do it for everyone else instead of doing it for ourselves. And that, and that's, that's the things that you face before you even start. And that's, it's, it is the hardest part, but it's the most, it's the challenging, but you learn a lot in that, in that, in, in that process. Yeah. And I think it's in that process that you're talking about that we make the, the biggest leaps forward because once we achieve that once we can do that then mm -hmm. we can we can always do that you know you yeah. can always get that back you can always yeah. find that source of absolutely. energy or power or whatever it is um, absolutely yeah that's amazing do you have any words of advice for people beginning who who are struggling with motivation who are struggling with getting on the path mm -hmm. most people struggle with motivation because motivation won't always be there you have to be willing to be inspired. You have to be open to be inspired. There's a lot of people out here who inspire you. There's a lot of people who you can go read, you can go see things. But inspiration kind of starts with you. It starts with you making a decision and looking in the mirror at yourself. You know, for those of you out there that want to do it, it's taking that small time. Just take it. Take a moment and just focus on it. Ask yourself these questions. Am I happy? How bad do I want it? And why haven't I started? You can ask yourself that. And honestly, ask yourself those questions. You can, you can, you can make a decision in that moment to get started. Because I can easily tell you, well, just go to a group fitness class. Go, 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 grab a trainer. You, you have to take yourself to those places. Ask yourself that. And you're, are you happy? Actually, are you happy with what you see? When are you? Why, why haven't I started? What's, what, what, what is it going to take to get me to start? Ask yourself these things, so you can, you can hear yourself and say it loudly, so you can hear yourself answer your questions yourself, and you can make a decision. You can make that decision. And when you make that decision, you can see if change is going to happen. Or you're going to sit in the same spot every day. Yeah. That's the that's the brutal thing about it. Because because and and, and I'm and I'm really want to get more into that when I speak to my my audience. This softness of maybe tomorrow or, or I can't and, and, and that won't get you nowhere but the same spot. You're gonna be saying the exact same thing 30 days from now. 
And then you'll be mad at yourself because those 30 days before you could have made the decision the next day to go do it. How are you going to live your life? You get one life to live. You get one body. What are you going to do with it? This is your chance. My, uh, my youngest daughter, who is now 16, when she was three, we were driving to school and she said something that I found to be so profound. She said, dad, yesterday it was tomorrow right now. Mm. And I was like, oh my God. Yeah, that's so cool. But like, really, how many times do we decide to do something tomorrow? I'll just do it tomorrow. I'll just do it tomorrow is the easiest thing to put off anything indefinitely. And tomorrow it is tomorrow right now. It's tomorrow at some point in time in, if it's all, you know, referential in that way. Um, but I, I, I like what you're saying. And I, and I completely agree that it does come from within us. You, you know, if I'm asked what motivated me or what I did, it's kind of like, you know, if we have one minute to talk about it, some stranger in the street, I did diet and exercise. <laughs> it's way more complicated than that. And what motivated me, I could say some words to you that have no meaning at all to you, but th that's what was helpful to me. And I, I don't know that my wife is going to be a good motivator for anybody else. You know what I mean? <laughs> like, that's just not the way that's going to work. Um, but, uh, but I think that that motivation, whatever it is, exists within everybody. It's in all of us. We, we have to learn how to motivate ourselves. We have to learn how to inspire ourselves. We have to learn how to push past our limit because we wanted to push past it because you will not always have someone that will lean on. That is, you're not guaranteed to have somebody on your side, even your significant other who you marry and spend your every day with. You cannot depend on them to do something for yourself that you have to do for yourself. You can't do that. And, oh. I, and I, it's a hard, that's a hard lesson to learn, but I learned it myself. Yeah. How important do you think it is to have people around you that are supportive? I think it's very important, honestly. I think it's very important, but it's like insurance. We have insurance. We don't always use it. Right. I can have people around and support me, but in case they're not there, I'm still going to get it done. Yeah, yeah. I think fitness is a community. You know, I feel like though, you know, it, it is a community. You should have the people that you be with, but you cannot get, you cannot depend on that. I need to depend on me first. And just in case y'all don't show up to tell me you did a great job. You know, words of affirmation is one of my love languages. Actually, it's the, it's the first one. And I had to realize that words of affirmation may not be coming from another person. It may have come from me. Anytime I'm about to do an audition, I walk in the audition room. I'm doing a self-tape. I literally tell myself, walking in a circle before I start, I circle the room a couple of times and I say, I'm him. I'm the man. This yours. I have to tell my, I literally, I, it's like a routine. Before I do a self-tape, I, I get myself amped up and excited so that I can deliver what I need to deliver, deliver. I don't need my coaches to tell it to me. I tell it to myself. Then if they say it to me, thank you. You tell me something I already knew. Yeah. You know? And that's that that's 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 what I've become. And I've only became that because of the journey of understanding my love language, understanding what I need for my life, understanding what I can get from people and what I don't need from people and how I have to show up for myself. I had to learn that through a journey because I wasn't always like that. So it was more about, OK, Corey, how are you going to show up for Corey today? What you going to do? You going to sit down and let, and let the day pass or are you going to show up and make something happen? And then I started to inspire others. And when I inspire others, that builds me up. One of the most common things you hear people say is, Corey, you inspire me. Before they talk about working out, they say, you inspire me. That's like giving me gold. That's making me feel rich because it's making me feel rich because I'm doing something that's out of love, that's being reciprocated with respect. I love that. That's the best thing that you could tell me.
Yeah, that's the aspect where I feel like the uh, the healthy at every size movement. Um, I feel like in the beginning, that's what they were going for. They were going for positive affirmation that you can be confident and have success in this area. And I, f I suspect it was for the purpose of like, love yourself enough to lose some weight, you know, and then it became loving yourself wherever you at wherever you at and you know and we're not allowed to think a certain way about a certain thing you know despite the consequences you know i think that doctors are even being in instructed like not to talk to people about weight despite weight being a big factor in health you, you won't come to me saying i want to be i'm happy with how i look and i want to stay fat get out Right. Well, I don't. They're, if they're if they're coming to you, it's already presupposed that they want to change. To right. We're, we're going to come. We're going to lose weight. We want to get jacked and cut up. I I don't. I just I'm. You know. I love. I love. I want people to be happy with themselves, but I don't have to. I don't agree with everything that everybody does. Um. I. You know. Body positivity. I'm cool with it. I'm. I'm fine with you being body positive. But this is my body positivity. I'm gonna work. I'm gonna walk around looking like. An action figure. That's what I want to do for myself. What you do for yourself is what you do. But I'm going to always inspire you to do better. And if that's your best, that's your best. But I know deep down inside, that's not your best. Right. Because you weren't born like that. Mm -mm. That's something that you did to yourself. So if I can do anything to help you, I'm going to encourage you and inspire you to be the best version of yourself, the self that you have to work for and become the best that you want to be and need to be. That's what I'm going to do. I'm not going to take a uh, complacency and just satisfaction they don't do that yeah no i agree i i think that um i think that, that we have become very complacent i think that complacency is is celebrated now and um i you know i fear that had i been as big as i was at a time like today i might not have changed because uh it, I think it maybe has become easier socially to not change. You know, there's a celebration of this condition of this situation and it is, it becomes confusing, you know, it's called lazy. That's what it is. Complacency is the key to the locked box that you're in. That's what it is. And right. if people want to be locked in a box, have, have at it. I will not promote that. I will not talk about that, but I will, I will always strive for you to be better. That's just what it is. And if, if me striving for you to be better hurts your feelings, well, your feelings will be hurt all the time. <laughs> <laughs> right. I mean, how, how awful is that? You want people to be better. And they're upset. I mean, I, oh, I'm doing the worst thing in the world. I want you to be better. I'm, I'm giving you the tools that you need to change your entire life. But you're upset with me. Don't be upset with yourself. Because you don't want to, because you're lazy. You don't want, it's too hard. It's not too hard. It wasn't too hard when you was out there getting what you wanted to get. It's not too hard to go to the club. It's not too hard to go out to eat every single night. It's not too hard to just sit there and complain about something that you can change. Yeah. You know, that's, yeah. that, and, that, that's and, and, and that's why I feel like people respect me because I don't, I don't cut no corners. You know, I, I I have to lead by example. I'm a leader of fitness, and this is what you're going to see. Is what you're going to get all the time. And and if you come my way, you got to know that what I'm going to give you, it may not be the 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 best, the the most soft way, but it's going to be the way that's going to help you. You know, sometimes we grow in pain. You know. Yeah, I you, you know the the 
the things that I'm proudest of in my life were all difficult. Nothing, mm -hmm. none of it was easy. So I, I don't totally understand the sense that stuff should be easy. I don't know that. It, like, it doesn't totally resonate as truthful with me. Like people, people do hard stuff and, and there's a, I, you know, I don't know if it's hormonal, but there's like a dopamine reward for doing something hard. You not only, especially at the gym, you do something hard at the gym, you feel physically better, but then you also feel mentally better. You have a, a rush of all kinds of stuff, endorphins, adrenaline. It's, 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 there's a reward system based around that. I don't know what the reward system is that encourages people not to do hard stuff. You know, I think it's what you're talking about. It's laziness and complacency. If it's too easy, you won't appreciate it. You take the, you take the, um, and the, the analogy of if somebody give me $25, I'm going to spend it real quick. If I got to go work for that 25, I'm going to be like, uh, I got five, 10. Let me, let me hold a little bit. You know, you're going to wait because you had to work for it. Anything you work for is worth having. If it was given to you, it will leave even faster. That's just what it is. So when you have to do the work for something, you're going to be able to sustain and keep it for a much longer time. When it's given to you, you really don't appreciate it. You really don't care. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. This message comes from BOF sponsor eBay. You'll know real when you get it. It'll say eBay Authenticity Guarantee. And you'll feel it. Maybe it's a head-turning handbag, a watch that says it all, jewellery that makes you look like the gem, or sneakers and streetwear so fresh every step feels fly. eBay gets it. So look for the blue check mark next to that thing you love and be confident that every inch, stitch, sole, and logo is checked by experts. With eBay Authenticity Guarantee, you can trust that feeling of real is always in reach. Ensure your next purchase is the real deal. Visit ebay.com for terms. Yeah, that's that's really interesting when there's no no or little effort put into to it, but you want the accolades as though it's as valuable as the big effort results. It's not as valuable. Yeah the whole thing becomes less valuable. That's, that's a fascinating way to think about it. Mm -hmm. As you, I, 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 when I was thinking about it, you know, I was thinking about it as a kid when I had to work for an allowance. Besides when I had to get it, it's like when you gave me something, I just went spent it all because you would probably give it to me again. But when I had to put a little, you know, sweat 
equity into it. I was like, I'm not spending my whole ten dollars. I spent two. <laughs> well, it's hard to get. Yeah, I'm gonna respect it. Yeah, so you know, and take that the same value in life. And I think that's what helped me get where I'm at today because I work for all of this. You yeah. ain't taking it from me. You ain't taking it from me without a fight. And I'm still working at it. I'm working at it and getting better and better every day. The body I have right now, this is what I, I didn't just wake up and be like this. I had to go through some dark ass places to get here. Actually, mentally, I was like struggling and I was, wasn't at a, a great place emotionally. And I had to like fall on my behind and sit there and sit in that place to be able to fix the things inside of me and say, you know what? You need to change. And we're going to start with you first. And when you start with you, it's going to spread into your business. It's going to spread into your relationships. It's going to spread into your life. It's going to spread into your kids and to your friends. And that's what it did because people say, I see a much happier version of Corey than when I saw eight, nine, 10 months ago. Because you have to go into that place where it was hard. It was hurting. It was dark. It was like, I don't want to be here. And the easiest thing I could have did was fake it. Start buying different things to mask the pain. Start doing this and doing that just, just to not to overlook what I had to work on. I would have been right back in the same place. I would have never changed. I would have looked like I changed, but I would have fell back on my behind. But when I took the time to go through the most hurtful place and dark place and hard place, when I came out, I came out strong. I came out of the bench. <laughs> I came out ready, you know. And that's what it's about. It's, it's about, you know, there's, there's light in the dark. Change happens in the dark. Development ha happens in the dark. I heard someone say that the other day. You do not develop in the light. You develop in the dark. And when you come out of the darkness, you are developed to people to see. You do not develop in the light. More, when, a, when, a, when a seed is planted into the ground, it grows in the darkness and it sprouts out into the light. The development happens in the ground. And the, the development, when a baby's being born, the baby the baby's inside of a mother in the darkness. That's where it's being created and, it, and, and it's being developed in there. Then it comes out. Development doesn't happen in the light. You got to go through that dark place to be developed, to come out. Yeah. It's really beautiful, man. And, and I got to say, I think you are impressive as hell and your products, the people I see that come out of your camp are impressive as hell. So keep doing what you're doing. Thank you so much. And thank you, man. I appreciate it. Appreciate it for real. And now for the Q&A. Today, I have a question from John. Hi, John. John says, I've been overweight for a third of my life. I was fit in high school and for a few years after. I gained and lost 100 pounds in both undergrad and grad school. Currently, I'm the heaviest that I've been and in the last few weeks have made the switch from I'll go to the gym when I have time to it needs to happen above all else. You espouse moderation on your podcast and sustainable habits, which really speaks to me. So my struggle as someone who works from home and is at certain times that I get a craving for straight up sugar or crackers and cheese. Should I try to find some food that will satiate that craving but still be healthy, try to white knuckle through to my next meal, or can the bad stuff in the house be something I negotiate with myself about. Can I have a few crackers instead of the whole sleeve, you know? And a follow-up question is, if it's negotiation, how do I get good at that? Great question, John. I, I just want to say, like, I too, when I'm not away from my house working, I, I, I don't often have to leave my house. And so, like, doing stuff like this podcast, I do from my house. And... Uh, I've been writing quite a bit that I do from my house. Um, 
my wife built a gym in our house and I still have to leave and go to the gym. It's just part of my schedule that works the best for me is, is leaving and going and doing something. So I think it's great that um, making sure you get to the gym is very important for you. Um, I, I want to say that I don't think we, I don't think that exercising our way into energy balance is, can make up for overeating. I, I think that like long-term that seems to fail. So I, I just wanted to throw that out there. This is like, if you look at the statistical analysis on this, the amount that you have to exercise to make up for overeating, it doesn't, it's, it just seems like we'll wind up running our bodies into the ground unless we're professional athletes. And then it's like, those guys have to overeat to make up for the amount of energy they're putting into their exercise every day. As far as negotiating foods, I can't do that. Like there's certainly stuff in my house that I no longer consider food. Like my kids have cereal. I don't eat cereal. And that is something I certainly have had a craving for, but that is off limits to me. Uh, I think of, uh, in terms of moderation, uh, I do believe in moderation because I don't want to say I could never have cereal, but like, as far as my day to day goes, that's not something I want to eat personally. Now, maybe you're a person that eats cereal and that's a part of your plan. And so the cereal version of this has nothing to do with it. Cheese and crackers are not on my plan. So that's not something I can negotiate with myself because honestly, you know, I'm like more of the mind of that. If you open a box of crackers, you eat the box of crackers. And if you open a a thing of cheese, you eat this thing of cheese. Maybe I could get away with doing a string cheese because that's like a single serving in the package. But, um, but I personally don't want to consume that much fat. So I try to stay away from cheese for the most part. Um, very, very occasionally I'll have a piece of fat free cheese, which I don't even think that's technically cheese anymore. It's like, you know, highly processed, weird, you know, it's probably a molecule away from being plastic or something like that. So <laughs> is it even really food? I don't know. But like if that's, you know, a couple handful of times a year that I'll eat that. And again, moderation for me is a handful of times per year. I'll eat some real cheese. Um, my wife is very good at doing, um, hors d'oeuvres and appetizers and stuff. This almost always includes a cheese plate. Paige can testify to this. Mm -hmm. And so if she does 10 dinner parties a year, maybe two of them I'm going to eat cheese at. But like I'm going through my normal day and I have an urge for X, there's no negotiating X for me. X is If X is not a part of the plan, X is not going to be negotiated in because I can negotiate myself into a crack house and, you know, I want to stay away from that. So I have some kind of hard and fast lines and where I deviate from that 
it's it's very rare and it's not something so i believe in moderation moderation for me is like i, I don't overeat that's what moderation really means to me and nothing is absolutely off limits like for example abstinence for me is i don't drink alcohol ever under any circumstances period end of story that's abstinence moderation for me is you know i might be in new york five times this year and on three of those i might have a slice of pizza that's moderation for me and i will under no circumstances have a slice of pizza while i'm at my house um it's not quite abstinence and you know i think moderation will be different for every person you know if you eat cheese every day maybe moderation is just cutting it back by half i don't know but i have a real issue with overeating and i can overeat just about anything but i can especially overeat fats i mean i can overeat carbs too don't get me wrong if you give me a a giant bowl of pasta and allow me to cover it in olive oil i can overeat that it's somewhat more difficult for me to overeat lean protein and that's what i'm more hyper focused on but moderation mostly is just that i'm not overeating and if i am going to overeat like if i go i want to sit and watch a movie and eat till i'm sick i'm going to try to choose celery sticks to overeat on because that's not going to have any impact on me at all. Yeah, and I mean just a little side note, could you overeat on like who wants to eat overeat celery sticks? Don't you get to a point where you're kind of like, okay, like I'm good. I'm just saying, I think. But I don't know, maybe you can, but I just kind of would give up and be like, all right, if I can't have the popcorn, forget it, you know? Yeah. Yeah, no, Brandy likes popcorn at movies too. I'm not such a popcorn person, but then, you know, I think there are ways to prepare popcorn that are probably would be more ideal for me than others. So I'm not going to deny myself anything as far as food goes forever um, because you have to eat. But there are things that I will stay away from. And there's things in my house I stay away from. My wife has a whole booze cabinet. I don't go in there. That's not that stuff's not for me. Yeah. Yeah. Well, thank you for that. And I totally get where John is coming from. It's really, a, it could be a delicate balance and it could be very different for each person. But um, yeah, I, I totally get where John's coming from. So John, let us know how you do and amazing that you're getting to the gym and thank you for your question. Uh, if anyone else has a question for Ethan, you can send it to us at americanglutton.net. Thanks for listening to this episode of American Glutton. I'm Ethan Suplee. You can follow us on Instagram at American Glutton Podcast. Sincerely.